before we get into it, I just want to talk about audible.com because I love it. I do audiobooks all the time when I'm driving around LA. It's how I love to, it's, it's my preferred way to get books in, frankly. Specifically, I want to talk to you about Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. It's coming to Audible July 15th. Now, I've put off reading this graphic novel and the series of novels because, well, I just got a lot going on. But I'm going to get it. It's in my pre-order list right now. Uh, you should think about it. If you've never used Audible, you get a free book. And you can go to our website and click the link and use that to get your free book. We do get a little on the back end, and we appreciate you for the support. So, Neil Gaiman, I would also say Nor Norse Mythology, really good book. The Audible book is actually read by Neil himself. I really appreciate how he puts his personality into the writing. A little bit funny, uh, some new stories or, or twists, new twists on the stories uh, from the Norse world that my fantasy nerd self likes. Welcome to the More in Common podcast. This is a place where we can explore the fact that we have more in common than that which divides us by anchoring humanity in compassionate conversation. I'm Chris Saucedo, reality TV show producer and avid listener, and I'm happy to be introducing today's show. Now remember, you can find all things More in Common at moreincommonpod.com. Their episodes, merchandise, blogs, and more. Of course, if you like what you hear, give them a like in your favorite podcast app. Leave a review. It helps promote the show and get more ears on the amazing conversation. Even better, if you leave a review, we will try and read it on future shows. So share, share, share. On to today's episode. As part of 2020, A Decade of Possible, this is Season 3, A Process. Today, the guys are with Justin Cavallero. Justin is a young entrepreneur trying to lead his best life. In this conversation, they'll be talking about the man he's meant to be, the daily process for managing his mindset, where his mindset came from, and the journey to starting his business. Enjoy today's amazing conversation with Justin. I believe in the law of attraction, but you got to back it up with action. Um, but, but putting that frequency out into the universe and setting the intention on, um, you know, attaining your goals or, you know, how you want to act. All of it. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, today we are with Justin Caballero. Justin, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. So, so just to tell you a little bit about Justin, he was born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he went on to graduate from Ole Miss with a bachelor's, bachelor's degree in real estate and finance. Since graduating, he has moved on and is now a proud resident of Tampa, Florida. Justin is an entrepreneur passionate about real estate and entrepreneurship education. He is a principal in 65 Capital LLC, a real estate investing firm focused on acquiring apartment complexes throughout Florida, implementing value-add strategies, and holding for long-term wealth creation. And he serves as a founder and CEO of Social X LLC, the number one business education and networking mastermind for young entrepreneurs. Justin is transforming the entrepreneurial education and business networking landscape by empowering entrepreneurs to make a positive impact, grow their network, scale their business, and obtain financial freedom. 
So basically, Justin's getting after it. A little bit. So, a little bit. Try I had to. a question, I, and I really want to talk about social eggs. I have a lot of mm -hmm. questions about it. But yeah. you said in the primer, um, our rapid fire, which we finally introduced to our audience at this point, mm -hmm. is um, what keeps you going is your full potential. You want to meet the man you are meant to be. The man you know you can be. Have you defined who that is, and how do you consider that, like that journey and where, where you're going with that? Yeah, for sure. So that's definitely multifaceted, but I read it every every morning. So, mm. um, you know, there's a lot of financial stuff in there. There's family stuff in there. There's impact. There's charity given. Um, I don't know. Do you want specifics? Go. If you want to share them, I mean, yeah, it's up to exactly. you. I'll, I'll yeah, what you want, sure. what you're comfortable sharing, but we'll ask. So, we'll ask. you know, happiness is always the North Star, so that kind of it kind of goes on set. I won't do anything unless I'm I'm happy doing it. As far as what I'm doing day to day, obviously there's ugly times of of running a business and entrepreneurship, hard work. Uh, but happiness. Can I? Can I? I'm sorry. I like. Yeah. I don't want to do this for everything, but happiness. Let's, mm -hmm. let's like what is there real quick. Yeah, what does that equal for you? Like you just mentioned doing hard work. Like mm -hmm. are there times where that's not happy or times where it is happy because you're doing it for yourself or like mm -hmm. or uh, how does that work for you? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, so happiness for me is really just being aligned in what I'm doing day in and day out. Mm. Being aligned. So, you know, what I care about, what I love to do, what I'm good at and making a positive impact on the world through that. That's kind of where, I, you know, that's my alignment, right? So that's why uh, I'm really passionate about entrepreneur education and real estate. Real estate is a wealth vehicle for me to push entrepreneurship education. Um, so happiness for me is growing, is number one, going after what I'm passionate about and trying to make a huge impact on the world. Um, and just not doing things just for money, you know, having a purpose, because I've definitely done that in the past and I've gotten burned out um and, and growth right growth in that pursuit is really happiness for me mm -hmm. so um great question and do you find yourself ever struggling with that on a daily basis to your point sometimes the grind gets in the way and you know you you mentioned like it's the North Star. You won't do anything you're not happy doing, and that's more on a day-to-day -day basis. So how do you reconcile when that might not quite align on a day when you have to do garbage stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say since I started Social X, it's, it has not been an issue for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So now what you're saying, like the, the wealth engine, mm -hmm. while it's achieving its goal, it's the real goal is to make sure that it gives you something to do within Social X and driving towards right. that. Right. It like, sets that alignment. You know, why do you want a lot of money? And yeah. if you don't have good reasons behind that, then it's kind of empty. Yeah. Is that, and that's where, is that where some of your past burnout came? Yeah, for sure. You know, I was chasing the money. I was, I was doing real estate, which I enjoyed to, I enjoyed doing, but I still was not a hundred percent, you know, fulfilled. So I freaking this, love this because like, we're talking about this as if you've had like, it, it like a part of me was listening to you talking. I was like, man, you sound like a, like a captain of industry. That's like been through so much, but you're a young, you're a young dude, like you're a young guy mm -hmm. yeah. and you're, 
you're saying things that like I'm just coming around to and I I mean I think I'm somewhat young but I'm older than you but things <laughs> that I I'm just coming around to in my own career and my psyche and mentality and that's really cool I like I just want to share like I think that's really cool yeah that you're already it. in that place like that's I awesome. awesome so bringing this I, we'll put a pin in social likes because like that's where I want to go next but we'll kind of go back like in all of this the daily activity you talk about meeting the man you are meant to be mm-hmm. is that an achievable goal in your mind or like what does that look like yeah and, and that's kind of a, a moving target but yeah. i can tell you my targets now yeah um so this is kind of like what i call the big vision and then i reverse engineer uh from 25 10 3 1 down to quarterly down to daily every day non-negotiables to push me in the right direction of the big vision. So the big vision is I want to be have equity in 50,000 apartment units. So I don't have to own all of them. I just want to have at least a sliver in that. Um, I want to be personally worth $10 billion and I want to give away a billion dollars through my charities. Um, I want to have 100 billion assets under management with 6.5 Capital, which is a trust management company specifically for real estate. I want to impact 10 million entrepreneurs um, and we quantify that by anyone that buys a product service or gets free resources from us. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be happy and healthy uh, personally and my entire family. Um, That's very important to me. Uh, What else is on there? Missing like one thing. That might be it actually. Yeah, that's a strong list. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, what do you have a, a period of time or these are just like, these are the 25 goals. years, 25 years. So that's the bit, that's the top. And then that you, you yeah. distill that down. And yeah. so how do you distill that down? And actually, before I even ask that question, mm-hmm. how long did it take you to establish this list? And do you review it like once a year? Do you, do, how do you manage it? I, I We're big it. on this because we do a lot of this stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, I read it every day, um, and yeah, I mean it's it de- it's definitely refined. Like for the past three or four years, I've had you know I want to own, I want to create wealth through apartment investing. Um, you know, I want a happy and healthy life, wife and family. Um, so I, I've kind of had like the general. Idea, you know, some of the main things. Social X was a new thing, you know, yeah. that a year ago, yeah. a year ago. But I, I have like a vision of how I want to live my life. It's the background on my screen. It's been the background on my computer since I was 16. I think it's a house on the yeah. wall with a boat and the palm trees and the pool. And what they don't have here is a basketball court, but I see the basketball court on the side. <laughs> you got the head. vision for it, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna it's never not gonna be my background until I get that and get the property, but it's not even as much about the property. It's the journey uh, of, of going after my goals. And also the, like, I see, I feel like myself walking around the property and just knowing that I uh, became the person that has brought enough value to the world to acquire something cool like that. Would you, I think you just answered this, but how would you define success? Is, is it that journey? Is that what you 
how would you define success? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think success is different for everybody, right? Like some people mm-hmm. don't give a damn about having money or anything like that. Um, right. They're totally happy. So I think success is, you know, living in your your personal alignment. What makes you happy? What are you good at? Uh, and can you impact the world positively through that, no matter how big of a scale or small of a scale uh, that is for you? But I think as long as you're learning and growing and pursuing uh, your ikigai, it's a term that I've been studying. Have you all ever heard of that? No. What is it? Ikigai? It, yeah, I, I say I probably say it wrong every time. It's like ikigai. Uh, it's a Japanese word that means like reason for living, reason for being. And you should Google it after this call. Um, but it's essentially, it's like what you're good at, what you love to do, what the world needs, what you can get paid for. And in the center of that is your ikigai. Mm. So I think, you know, reflecting on that for you personally, for anyone personally, is super powerful. So would you then say, if I boiled this down to kind of, as we've been saying all too often these days, the meta point, when you talk about the man you are meant to be, would you then define that man as having worked the process, like the, the person that is there to, to commit to achieving enough that you're able to then give to the most possible people to influence their lives. Like that is the boil of your, we'll mm-hmm. call it your guy, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's not about, it's not about the house. It's not about like, that's just a, a representation of the, like that, that's the, the visual representation of what that success actually looks like. Is that yes. fair? Yeah. 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 So, so my why is to, uh, reach my full potential. It's yeah. I'm the best version of myself and reach my full potential so that I may have the greatest positive impact on the world. That's my why that I read first thing on my, my morning mind, right? Uh, it's what I call, uh, what I read every morning. So it starts with my why then goes into my gratitudes, my goals, my affirmations, and then visualization of those big goals. Can mm. you can, go ahead, Rod? Well, I was going to say something. This is so. I would love to get into those because it's like, I think we both, Keith and I both have a version of that. So I'd be interested because there's a couple things you said in there. I think I would like to entertain adding to mine. Mm -hmm. The idea when you said um, reaching your full potential, meeting the man that you know you can be, Mm -hmm. I recently listened to a podcast with a sports psychologist or a performance coach for mainly professional and like Olympic athletes talk about this idea of persona and and he, the example he used was Beyonce and Sasha Fierce and how Beyonce used Sasha Fierce to get to where she is now mm. and then but she doesn't use her anymore she stopped using Sasha Fierce years ago and somebody else a writer I believe has a quote that says there's no day better than the day you meet your persona like where you and you and you assume that you assume that persona into who you are or you can accept it or you can be like there, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can meet yourself but I thought that that was when I heard that it was very poignant and I've been spending a lot of time defining the deltas between where I want to be and where I am I've done it from a goal standpoint but from a like 
I'm doing it now more from a core values and how I want to show up, like what I feel is acceptable in conversation and day to day, like how I show up in a room, regardless of how everybody else shows up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is I, super timely for me. So I really love this. That's that's powerful. And I, that that's really cool that you said that. I think that obviously that's a big part of it, right? It's the internal before the external. So, you know, kind of wrapped into that is like, I've got to be better in every facet, you know, internally to even get, you know, something external that's so hard to achieve. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting because like Rodney and I are probably a decade plus older than you, right? And it's taken us this much Easy. longer to get there. And reach this point of actually discovering that right like this is a a continued journey for us you know the Mm -hmm. the the alignment and understanding and where the pieces fit and Mm -hmm. you know doing the things that you like to do to support the things that align to you and how do you marry all of that together and we're in this constant struggle right um but you started that early and i mean you said you wrote this down at 16 like how did that where does that come from for you? Like, how did you land on that? And how have you landed on that, that vision of yourself at, at, at your, at your age? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I think a lot of it, um, is, is, I think it's a mix of nature and nurture. Um, so my mom from a very young age brainwashed me into <laughs> don't they all yeah yeah so she just brainwashed me into believing like at the core of me that i can be and i can do whatever i set my mind to mm-hmm. uh, i think that's extremely important to instill into your your children and mm-hmm. to anybody really um so i just started you know, after someone tells you something enough, you start to kind of believe it, whether it's sure. good or bad. You know, especially if when you're developing. Suck, yeah, right. for sure. If people keep saying that you suck, then you're going to start thinking that you suck. If people keep telling you you're great, uh, then you're going to think you're great. Or if people keep telling you you can't, you can be whoever you want to be, and you need to decide that, you you start to think on that a lot, right? And um, it was that mixed with <clears throat> watching my dad like work really hard, so and just kind of like be a businessman. So I've always known I wanted to be a, a quote unquote businessman. Um, and then my mom, you know, the other side, so my dad kind of showed me the, the route of, you know, hard work, um, you know, dedication, you, you know, what people say behind your back about you is important as far as, you know, don't do anything to tarnish your name. Um, so all of that, I think is kind of the, the nature part of it or sorry, the nurture part, the nature, I don't know. I just, maybe it's because the nurture, but I just feel like I got all of these, uh, all the time. I feel like I just got a fire inside of me. It's like, I got to go. I got to mm-hmm. do something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, um, what is your voice like in your head? Like as you're oh. accomplishing earlier, you said oh I have to be better. And Data's voice, like for me, I ask this because like my voice to probably this point in my life has been a very, very hard on myself. 
very much and a limiting you got to be yeah like it's it's been good to a point but it's been limiting beyond that for me mm-hmm. where it's been almost the yeah 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 like no no that was horrible like you got to do better you just fucked up like do better kind of something that i wouldn't say to you if you were on my team or keith is on my team i wouldn't say to him mm-hmm. um how, what's your voice like at this point in your journey so i think i kind of brainwashed myself too right with like with my affirmations my gratitudes and, and all that um so you know i'm tr- i I kind of just try to download the thoughts that I want and I cut out anything that I think is, you know, poisonous to my thoughts. So like, I don't watch the news. I don't really follow politics or anything like that. Uh, I don't watch TV besides, you know, the saints, probably 10 games out of the season. Except when they get screwed in the playoffs every year. Exactly. I probably should just stop watching during the playoffs. Probably me. to every Saints fan. Like, I, you know, I root for you too. Like, just in a spiritual, we're, we're Purdue Boilermakers. We love Drew Brees, right? Like, but man. Oh, man, it's, it's tough. Don't watch the playoffs. God, there's like... Like, keep going. Yeah. Now, there's a couple things you just said that I actually want to come back to, but keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, it's my, my thoughts are, are mostly positive. Like I, and it's because I, I read what I want to download into my, into my mm-hmm. subconscious. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that brainwashing yourself is, is, has a lot to do with your subconscious. You know, you have, I don't know the exact numbers. I'm sure y'all, y'all, y'all may know, but you know, you can think at a, at a high rate, but your subconscious is actually processing oh. like a hundred. We, we know the process. We know the million thoughts. Eleven million yeah. thoughts in a second is subconscious. Subconsciously, and only oh. process it, seventy. Um, conscious. Forty. 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 Sorry. I, I yeah. believe in that a hundred and ten percent. And after I started doing this, my morning mind right stuff, I just started to you know over time you start to attract the things that you want, and. And maybe it's because you're talking about them and just passing conversations or, or whatever. But I think it's it's starting you're starting to attract them. I believe in the law of attraction, but you got to back it up with action. Um, mm. But but putting that frequency out into the universe and setting the intention on, um, you know, attaining your goals or, you know, how you want to act so- and all of that. Right. Let's talk about your more, my morning mind, right? Because this is like this is interesting. So gratitude, yeah. affirmation, mm-hmm. intention. Like, so how does that what, how does that work for you? What do you do in your? Is this the first thing you do in the morning? Is it after a workout? Like, what's the setup? Yeah, it's after a workout. It's not the very first thing I do. So my morning routine is wake up at six, eat something just light like an apple, go hit the gym, come back, shower, eat full breakfast. Um, and then I do my morning mind right in a meditation. Then I go to work. What kind what of does the, like? What does your mind morning mind right look like? Yeah. So the first thing is my why. Then do you read it. Do you write it? Like uh, yeah, I just read it. Okay. I actually wrote it today because I was like I haven't written this down in a while. Um, um, but usually I just read it. I put it on my phone. Yeah. And uh, I used the I was using the Evernote app. Now I just have it on Google Sheets because I got check boxes now. <laughs> so, so I wanted the check boxes. Yeah. So it's definitely evolved over the past I don't know few years. I think I started it probably yeah like four years ago. Um, so it starts with your why. Yeah. So yeah. why then gratitude 
goals for the month. Um, how do you how, how, how do you look at gratitude? Goals. Like, would you just write out things from the previous day, or what's that? No, it's the same stuff. I mean, I'll edit it a little bit. I yeah. uh, you know start with my family and I write out my family members, uh, or all my family members are written out. Um, you know, friends that I support and support me, new friends that I'm building relationships with, and I'll actually write out their names to be intentional with the relationships. Um, and that list has gotten a lot smaller. Mm. <laughs> uh, the, friend, the friends list? Yeah. I mean, you only have so much time, right? right. And mm-hmm. um, I think I've just gotten a lot better at realizing what friendships are real, real, and yeah the friendships that I want to have forever. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into my health, you know, grateful for my health, grateful that I live in America, simple things. I live in a city, you know, live in Tampa, beautiful city. Um, I, I have about 10 that, that I go. So kind of like to, so to your point earlier, just like keeping that positive stuff at the front yeah. of your mind, starting with that gratitude. Yeah. And what'd you say was after gratitude? Uh, my monthly goals. So financial and health. So, try to work out five times a week, run three times a week. Uh, so I like have check boxes. That's that's the check boxes that I added for each yeah, day. It's good. Uh, and then I'll have like weight goals as far as how much I'm bench pressing, squatting, all that stuff. Keep yeah. trying to take that up a little bit. Um, so then I go into my affirmations and then what good I'm doing in the world today. And then I go into uh, visualization. Oh, on sorry. affirmations. How, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. So I have my my big vision uh, goal, so 25 year plus, and then I have my yearly, and then I go into the visual visualization of that. On your affirmations, real quick, how do you? What does affirmation mean for you? Then there's a couple different ways to do it. Well, it's all it's all present tense. So I am, mm-hmm. you know, I am getting one percent better every day. Um, I am leaving a positive impact on people. Are these things you just say to yourself? Are you looking in a mirror? Do you have like, I can't remember what the beads are called. Like some people have like affirmation beads. Like what's, what's your actual procedure uh, for it? No, I don't look at the them like that. Yeah. Just reading them. Yeah. Cool. Now, how long, and I think this is critical. How long does it take you to do this every morning? Cause like <laughs> listing it off to, to somebody else, it sounds, oh my God, like I don't have this amount of time to do stuff, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, like seven, seven to 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's not long. Because we... And it, um, it, it, it gets me in the right mind frame, you know, that's the it. mindset. Gets we, my mind right. <laughs> we, we talk about this a lot, um, our daily uh, journaling practice. Something very similar, right? Like for me, it's what's my personal philosophy? It's just to remind myself, like do the right thing. Um, I am, I am is, uh, one of those things that is different for everybody, but what is it for me? It's, I am here, I am present and, and I am in the moment. Um, and then it's best from yesterday. So that's my thing of gratitude. Like what was the best thing from yesterday? And then it, what's cool about it. You can go back and look and it it ticks off some cool memories. And then I go through, uh, two, uh, columns. I have a vision, which is a body being personal and business. So body is every single day, it's the same thing. I want to achieve 7% body fat and I want to feel my pulse in every single moment, which is probably a lot harder than 7% body fat, if you'd, if you'd <laughs> believe it. Um, and then it's uh, in, in being, it's, it's really about being present, being focused, being attentive to, to all the things that I care about. 
Um, mm-hmm. But then personal and in business, they, they, they're about the same. So it's very similar. And then on mm-hmm. the right, I do function. Like, what am I actually going to do to achieve these things each and every day? And what's interesting that you say um, the brainwashing component, because uh, Rodney got me onto this journaling, and it really is, it's just like this anchor to, to the person you want to be, right? It's like this mm-hmm. anchor, and it keeps you, and you're looking at it. Like, I look at mine all the time because I got my checklist on there, and it's like, okay, yeah. it's a good reminder. But I yeah. said to Rodney right before this conversation, I'm like, you know what? If anybody were ever going to ask me a life hack, like my life hack would be start a business, not not to make money, but like just to have someone where you establish principles of the business and those principles are the things that you want to live by. And like just tell yourself and remind yourself and talk about it over and over again because one of the best things from both this podcast and the other things that we're doing from a, a culture consulting standpoint, it's like all of the things that we talk about and do it's like it permeates everything else that you end up wanting to do. And you're like, man, I am not, I am not living. I'm not there. Like, I'm not, a like, and I'm, and I'm constantly battling on the, the regular about, it's like, oh, I'm missing. I like, I got to keep getting better and keep, and it gives me that, like you said, that North star. So mm-hmm. I love the way you frame it, you know, and, and the way you talk about it. This is, it's great. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. That's really, I'm glad you, that you guys do that because you're, you know, even if I don't hit all my goals, I know I'm going to be a lot, lot closer than totally. if I wasn't focusing on it. I read something. I can't remember where I, I listened to it some, on a podcast or something, but they did a case study. Um, and basically the people, I think they were in high school, uh, say they had a sample size of 100 people, right? Mm-hmm. So they, the, the, uh, Basically, is did you do you write down your goals or do you not write down your goals? Mm. So it was what eighty three percent of people did not write down their goals, and then it was thirteen uh, percent wrote them down, or you know had goals. They just set. They're just talking about setting goals, not even writing mm. them down every day. And then there was three percent that um, made goals, but there were specific goals too. They weren't just like, I want to be a best, better basketball player. It was right. like, you know, I want to shoot 90% free throws or whatever. The 3% that had specific goals made 10 times more in income 10 years later. They went back mm-hmm. and interviewed them 10 years later. The 13% yeah. made, it was either 2 or 3x than the baseline of the 83%. Obviously, I, I, you know, money I believe it. Quantify. I, yeah. So that's what they they quantified it off of, but I'm sure they're probably a lot happier too, if I had a guess. Well, and I, I, I mean, totally from my with that, yeah. personal anecdotal experience, like I've noticed, for instance, like I play soccer, I play basketball mm-hmm. and the days when I perform the best, like I'm not a stellar soccer player or a basketball player, but the days where I score goals playing soccer or I am most effective as a teammate in either sport, are the days when I go in with a clear goal. And usually my goal is don't turn the ball over. Like just have a goal, like take care of the ball. Like if I start with that, everything else works. But if I go in like, yo, I'm going to score 20 in this game or I'm going (laughs) to score three goals, then I'm focused on the wrong thing. And then I end up having turnovers. People are like, what the hell are you doing, Campbell? Like, and it's, and it's weird because for me, the Keith knows like one of my personality traits is I'm flexible. Like I do a lot of things. I can do a lot of things. And, where it hurt me in the past is like when somebody says, well, set a specific goal. I'm like, well, I don't 
but I don't have just one thing I want to accomplish. And it's like, mm. no, that's not what you're saying. It's like focus on one thing. That's going to make every, it's going to amplify everything else. Like get the, get the basics, bases right. And then everything else is going to be so much better as a result. Mm. So I can see why having a goal, like a, like a 25 year goal and having a weekly or a daily, like incremental that you can look back on. And I think this is another thing that prevents people from actually doing this exercise is I don't want to look at the end of the week and, and look at my journal and see that I only accomplished 25% or 12% of the things I wrote down. And it's like, but that's okay. It's like, right. then you can realistically evaluate what happened in my week. Did I set too many goals? Did I, like, mm. did, were they not things I actually care about? And it's, mm. it's, it, it's, I think it goes back to that question I asked you a little bit on what's your self-talk? Like, what's the frame of mind that you're evaluating yourself with? Are you beating yourself up or are you making room for yourself and saying, hey, like, I can get better and I'm striving to get better. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with me that I didn't get them done. I just got to make some adjustments. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We, um, there's this, it, it, to, your, to that anchor point, um, we've we define, I don't want to say we label. So, you know, our principles, our corporate principles, we've changed how we label them to fundamentals. Like the, you know, we're sports people. So, you know, always uh, trying not to use sports analogies, but it's the, you know, whether it's dance or whether it, whatever it might be, like those fundamental things that you build around that say, mm -hmm. when all else is exhausted, these are going to work. Um, you know, focusing on those, it's that daisy chain that ultimately allows you to then, you know, do a diving catch or, you know, do a jump and spin or, you know, mm -hmm. that extra flip because you, you focus on those fundamentals. So yeah, it's good. I have to, uh, go ahead, Rod. I was going to say, you, well, I was going to change topic. So was I, you said so you don't watch the news. Oh, you're going a different direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said you don't watch the news. And it caught my ear. I had to, I had to bring it up because yeah. I also don't watch the news. Yeah. Uh, but what, why, why for you? Like what's, people love to question me about this, by the way. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, they're like, what do you live in a hole? Like how, how do you operate? How do you live? How do you, how do you wake up in the morning, bro? <laughs> a lot more positively. <laughs> yeah, Man, no doubt. The yeah. news destroys my psyche, bro. Like, I just, I'm just yeah, like, oh. dude, it's garbage. It's 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 poisoning your your mind, man. It's so negative. Yeah. It's so negative. I mean, it's, this person got killed. Trump did this. Blah blah blah. Like, man. Do you find that you still? And and do you find that you still? get the pieces of information that you need, like when something big is going on. Yeah. And no one yeah. stop talking about it. So it's right. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will turn it off in the gym. If it's on, I will turn it off. <laughs> it's interesting. Oh, really? Anywhere in the room. Oh, really? You just don't even want, you don't, you don't even want, want to see it. Energy. You're going back to your subconscious thing. Yeah. Man. Right. It's like, even if you see out the corner of your eye, it's affecting you. Yeah. It's, it's something, I, because I watch the news, like I, yeah. I am a news junkie in some mm -hmm. in some ways, um, but I've learned to realize when it's affecting me. Mm -hmm. So I I'll go weeks or two weeks, and I'm just like, nope, it's not mm -hmm. happening today. Yeah. Um, I'll get my I'll get my basic downloads of the you know quick quick things that I that mm -hmm. I want, but um, you know, and then I'll go like the last two weeks. It's like I'm I've been all up in it paying attention and it hasn't affected me um and i think part of it is just depending on how busy i am 
but uh, no, I, I totally. I'm actually get it. considering starting to implement some. I read a book recently that's challenged my my viewpoint on it. It was and it was it was a some like sci-fi book, but a character was talking to another character, and they're like, you know, you putting your head under a rock isn't necessarily helping other people. It might be helping you, but it might not be helping other people. And I was like, huh. Mm. Like with what my mission is and what I'm trying to do, like maybe I can help other people through the things. And I and maybe taking an approach kind of like Keith might work for me where I'm like checking in, checking out, like checking in with myself to see is this affecting me too much. But I haven't really I have not fully formed this thought yet. I'm I'm trying to decide because I because I I think sometimes the selfish thing, like, I think you have to, I think I have to start with a thing that is going to be good for my well-being, and then I can help other people. And I'm trying to decide whether or not I can reintroduce news and if that will actually allow me to help others more or not. But that was, uh, it was something that caught me when you, when you brought up. No. And I wish I could. I, I, it's, it's because I haven't figured out how to effectively get those tidbits of important information without getting all the sensational mm-hmm. um, headlines. The filter, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, they, the need clickbait. They, they get paid off of that, right? Yeah. So if you understand yeah. the more outrageous it is, whether it's true or not, they're getting paid from it. It's just tough. I found it tough to filter what's real and what's not real because uh, everyone's got an agenda, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one of the things uh, for, for me is I also want to like help Tampa grow into, uh, you know, a city that that is even a better version of what it is now, uh, like up to a national scale to where people are like, yeah, Tampa is a great place to live, work and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to really help push the entrepreneur community here. So trying to dig my uh, get my hands a little dirty in, in, in that aspects. But if I want to be like a, you know, influential, positive leader in Tampa, I feel like I got to know what's going on in the politics mm-hmm. scene. To some degree, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and just the news in general. So that's something that I got to figure out. And I'll tell you from a news consumption standpoint, what I've, what I've taken out is I hardly read news um, because there it's, it's – unless it like occasionally I'll pull up and it'll just be, this is what happened. And you can really tell right from, right from the beginning of an article of whether they're going to tell you this is what happened versus I'm going to give all kinds of adjectives to help describe how I feel it happened. <laughs> um, and and I just keep it very, very focused on a few different networks. Um, and I like, I don't watch CNN. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch the Fox news network. Like, it's all all of so the sensational go? components. So I, yeah, where do you go? M- my news routine is in the morning. I listen to the NPR Daily News, which I think is limiting because it's only 15 minutes long, but they give you kind of the big highlights. I do listen to their po- politics podcast as well um, because I find it, um, you know, covers what, what I need. I'll uh, go to the New York Times Daily. They highlight a big story, um, and I think they do overall a pretty good job. And then um, PBS NewsHour is my general news consumption at night. So just pop on PBS, and you know I think it's probably the most balanced and most fact-based uh, news delivery. There's not a whole lot. There's no yelling ever, right, and no, no sensationalism. Um, and they pull in people from all over the place to – 
my favorite part about them is they'll put two people next to each other, one from one part of the argument, one from the other, and say, go at it. And uh, yeah. not go at it, but like they just ask questions oh, and let yeah. them answer mm-hmm. versus it being some screaming, shouting match. Yeah. So I want to I wanna ask you, you, you said something about, yeah, we talk a lot about background. You grew up in Baton Rouge, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you had an example of your dad um, being a businessman. And then you talk about your mom brainwashing you. So two questions in that. Like was your dad like constantly working? Was he active? Like what was that relationship and dynamic like for you for, from an example standpoint? And then two, like what did your mom do to brainwash you? Like how did she brainwash you in, in believing the things that you believe? Yeah, so my dad worked really hard, but we had a very, very good relationship. You know, he's had all my sports games, you know. He definitely didn't let work overtake being a good dad. So pass off to him for, for doing That's that. Awesome. And it's it's tough when you're running a business too. I, I could see, you know, it's like, I don't have a girlfriend right now because like I don't even know if I'd have time for a girlfriend right now. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I've been telling myself. My yeah. mind's starting to kind of shift back uh, to that. But you know, did you ever ask him how he balanced that? No, that would be a really good question to ask him. Honestly, and I'm going to. I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think um, he's very because I've I've worked with him. You know, we started Total Property Solutions together three years ago and just watching him and how he operated was extremely beneficial uh, to helping me improve as a leader and as a businessman. He's very, very uh, efficient and effective. Um, and he just gets straight to it. Don't bother me. I got these 12 things I'm about to knock out and then we can talk after. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, he he just did a good job. I guess you know, got people to. He worked hard at making sure that he didn't have to work in the business, and he was consistently just working on the business. So I think that probably had a lot to do with it. Put people in the right seats and let them row, you know. Yeah. Um, and then switching gears to as far as and and he was he always worked because he wanted to provide a better life than he had for his kids so like that was his why so Mm -hmm. if you're working really hard but then you don't get to hang out with your kids then that would be counterproductive for for his goal they'd be out of alignment right would you say like like you said he hits these 12 points so he prioritizes his things but then when he's with you he's focused and attentive like his his mind wasn't always like he got what he needed to get done done Mm -hmm. So now he can be present with his family. Right. Yeah. yeah he, like he'll, he'd say no phones at dinner, stuff like that. So nice. he was mm-hmm. intentional with how he was spending his time. It's so um, critical. We talked yeah, a lot man, about that. Yeah, man, I've done yeah. really bad at that in my last, my previous relationship. I would, uh, I would let that spill into personal life way too much. The next time, and, but now I know, like, I failed in that apartment before. Yeah. And now I know going in, you know, into the future, put the phone away. You know, mm-hmm. you can yeah. respond. You can respond in yeah. an hour, two hours. It's not gonna. Yeah, it'll be there. And and that also may be an indicator of importance. Like maybe you weren't in the right place. I don't know. Like I don't know the situation. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go into it. Yeah. But like yeah. maybe you just literally weren't in the right place because you weren't pulled naturally away from this. And sometimes it has to be an intentional thing. But I think with relationships, sometimes like when my daughter comes home at the end of the day, like. 
I don't have to like, I'll be in the middle of an email unless it's like, this has to be out 10 minutes ago. Like, sure. I'll finish it. But most of the times like this can go out in three hours when she goes to bed, mm -hmm. I'm just going to walk out the door kind of a scenario. Yeah. It's something yeah. we talk a lot about intentionality and our priorities. Like, you know, when you're there, be there, whatever that is. And then, mm -hmm. you know, let the other things be until you're ready to get back to them. But no, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I thought that was cool when you were talking about your being earlier. You know, that's kind of the, one of the things that you review yeah. in your yeah. morning routine. Yeah. Is, you know, I'm here now. Yeah. But yeah, that's powerful. Eckhart Tolle. Power yeah, now. Being is a being is a big focus uh, for me as well. I'm really yeah. trying to refocus on it this year. For me, it's the spirituality component of it. There's a presence component. It's kind of just mind, body, soul, like trying to get them all in alignment and balance, I'm not trying to over-index on just one uh, mm -hmm. for me. Um, so but you mentioned you worked with your... Oh, yeah, right. it was. Oh, yeah, we forgot mom. Close yeah. that, yeah. And then... Yeah, mom. So, I mean, it would just be kind of offhand, you know. I'd be playing basketball with her. My mom was really loved sports she was really really good she's actually the one who taught me how to play football basketball oh, that's awesome yeah oh, wow. my dad's not athletic at all well i mean he's actually a decent athlete i guess he just never worked that because he started working at a young age so like that consumed a lot of his time i guess um but my mom is like phenomenal athlete and she she like told me i could go to the nba i was like no no she was like no you could so i guess that's kind of how it started and then huh. Just with anything, she would just, you know, you can literally be whoever you want to be. You just got to, you know, put your mind to it. And, that's and awesome. Just, that's, I mean, that's, it's like, it, it's such a component of parenting. Like, I think back on, and I think about like people who are in the position that they're in, and I see that parallel of belief, right? That the parent just mm -hmm. had belief. It, it's a it's like okay it's good for you to have belief in yourself but what you're really doing as a parent is saying listen it's okay to believe in yourself because i got you like i believe in you too right and like there's no more powerful influence in my opinion than a parent who truly believes in their kid and and expresses it over and over and over and over again i think you're a walking example i mean look and at everybody needs somebody like for some age, people right? it's not a parent some sometimes it's that a is coach fair or it's yeah. a it's an aunt yeah. for me. It was an it was an aunt early on. I mean, my parents believed in me for sure, but mm -hmm. but the way the message, where the message resonated most for me was right. my aunt. Like yeah. she's just my person. Like vibes. You want to talk about energy? Like it was just yeah. the way yeah. we vibe. Um, and but that's super. Yeah. You that was impactful. Man, it wasn't even just a telling. It was just a pre like the way she showed up with me. Um, I I kind of would think about it like what i've heard about you say about your dad i don't know if you feel this way but like she just modeled the things that i care about like she, she was there she showed up she showed me how to be a kind person and how to be loving and mainly just by just doing it and like taking time out of her busy schedule to take care of me or my brother and sister and i remember the first time i had one of those like who's your hero things you know like right out and it was like oh wolverine blah blah, blah. and i was like my aunt she's she's and to this day like she still remains just like just a big hearted individual and um just something i aspire to but yeah i think but i've and i've had iterations of that through mentors and coaches and through friends and through people like you that i meet that just like 
inspire me to think more about who I am and who I want to be. And they're, they're, man, that, that, that incongruence between those two, like living who you are. I was, Keith and I were talking before this, like humans, like one of the most powerful things is whoever you believe you are, you will be. Mm-hmm. If you, if you believe, believe you're a right failure, you, you will be a failure. Uh, the man who believes he's right and the man who believes he's wrong, they're both right or whatever they're it both is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something, so to Keith's kind of point about your mom and dad, like mm-hmm. kind of going into your business, like you, you started a business with your dad, you then got, you have some real estate ventures on your own, mm-hmm. you got social X, like kind of walk us through that journey a little bit as to yeah, cause I really your wanna, maturation as a businessman, because that's, that's been a, fo- a goal for you in your life. I mean, right. and, and I, adding to that for the thought is like you've, you've built successful businesses, but yes. you really found your alignment with social X. And I'm curious mm-hmm. to understand how you came about that and why that is your alignment. Yeah, for sure. So I guess I'll start with my maturation as a, as a businessman. Um, you know, from a young age, I've always had kind of the entrepreneurial itch, lemonade stands, flipping stuff to kids in the neighborhood, stuff like that. Um, Got into different little business ventures uh, in, in college, nothing too serious. And then, you know, I always kind of just learned from my dad uh, as far as on the real estate side of things in the summers and stuff would work with him or for him. Um, and then I started working for a student housing real estate developer in college. He had a, a, a big impact on me just seeing that he was able to just again, just watching how he operated their, his business, both my dad and uh, Moa Boss Pat, uh, just so, so helpful. And it also taught me, it's like, like these guys are really good. They're really successful, but they're not superheroes. They're not, they're not anybody, you know, super extraordinary from, they're just normal people and they're just, they're just working hard every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really cool to see. So it showed you it was possible for you. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it shows you that's possible. And I have the met, tendency to anoint people who have achieved success. Like yeah, they have some innate sure. quality that says I am yeah. successful, right? And it's like, well, that's for Ooh, them. That's not yeah. for me, right? Yeah. How, how? Why is that? Like, why didn't you anoint them? Is it because you got to see their winnings and their their success and their failure, or yeah, like, what is it? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. You know, these are just normal humans. And I've met people that are, you know, billionaires or worth hundreds of millions and sat down in the same meetings and stuff with them. And they're just regular people. You know, the most successful people that I've seen are, are they're, they're very smart, they're very sharp. Um, but the, the, the biggest uh, quality that sets them apart, in my opinion, is, is not how smart they are, but just how driven they are. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. They're, they're, they're very confident in themselves uh, and they just they have the belief that they can get it done. And I think that at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, with my boss, Pat and my dad, I saw things that they did really well. And then I saw other areas that they were doing bad in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, seeing both sides is, is important, too, I think, just to yeah. know, that it's, you know, it's possible. Uh, after college, went and started. I was working for the student housing developer again for a year after college, and then I moved to Tampa uh, three years ago. Started Total Property Solutions with my dad. 
we grew that business quickly. Uh, we went from zero to $10 million in two years. Wow. And, and yeah, it was crazy. So just working with my dad um, and building that business just taught me so much because, I mean, we started at the kitchen table and I got to literally go through every facet of the business and, and, and build it out. Um, so I just learned how to do so much, learned so much from my dad. And then about, about a year ago, we lost two really big clients mm. that made up like 70 to 80% of the business. Mm. Mm -hmm. So man, we were, we scaled to 15 people and then we had to lay off a bunch and that was very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, just laying off people, you know, you kind of feel like a failure. Mm. Um, and then it was around that time where I started you know, I was honestly, I was happy because I was building a business, but I wasn't like fulfilled. And that's when, when we lost those two big clients, I was like, all right, I mean, and we are not shutting down the doors, right? Like we still are making, we could, we could run this business and still make good money. Although it's not at the, 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 the level that we want it to be right now, we could still build this thing back up. But I was like, I just didn't feel it in me to want to go rebuild what we had just built. Um, it was because it's, it's so difficult to, to, to run a business of that size. And if you don't really love to do it, it's just so many headaches, especially that, especially the renovate real estate renovation business. Hmm, There's always something going wrong. Yeah. With the sure. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah. then I, I did what I call deep work and I actually made a little worksheet on this called the deep work worksheet. And it's essentially all the different exercises that I did over a few month time period to really dig deep inside myself and figure out what's going to make me happy. I wanted to build something that not only would be a great vehicle for money, but also could have a positive impact on, on others. Um, and really, at, what we're building at Social X is what I wish I had when I was first getting started in business. Um, just everything that you need to be a successful entrepreneur from, from our points of view. Um, so that's really what I'm building this course for this. I don't want to call it a course. It's not a course. It's this, this whole program and mastermind is everything that you need to be a successful entrepreneur mm -hmm. and me and my team's eyes. That's awesome. Now, what made you, so not only that, but like, when did you start six, five capital? Yep. So six, five capital was just a few months ago oh, and okay. it has <laughs> pretty drastically changed within the past month. So me and my business partner, Sterling Perkins, and I met Sterling through social X. So he came, huh, that's cool. yeah, it's pretty cool how we met. Um, so his fiance, China was throwing an event Friday, the same weekend that I was throwing our first social X event in Tampa, which was a Friday, Saturday and Sunday event. We decided to team up Friday. So she really did all the work. Friday did a great job. Basically had like all these local artists, uh, music, you know, cocktails, basically just showing the best of Tampa Bay, which was really cool. So anyways, we teamed up, we just started building a good relationship and I was posting on my Instagram story that I was reading this book over here uh, on multifamily real estate. So we just, we started going to lunch together, talking more about real estate and stuff. And we decided to team up and start looking for multifamily properties to invest in. And then 
about a month ago. So his grandfather, mega wealthy, owns tons of apartment complexes. Um, and we're actually taking over the trust management of his portfolio. We're going to reposition oh, wow. them from New Jersey to Florida. Wow. Wow. That's, that's cool. a big, that's a big shift. What, um, you like, what's your relationship to the business with your dad? And, and like, I know I double question a lot, but <laughs> you talked about feeling like a failure Mm-hmm. Like, and you did all like what did that actually do to you in relation to your alignment to the business that that was mm-hmm. in and like how'd you come out of that obviously you did months of deep work but like what is that yeah for sure so basically on thanksgiving of last year was when i had i last I year heard, 2018 or 2019 was it 20 it was 2018 okay yeah okay that's when i sat down i wrote my eulogy i wrote my autobiography and i did something called the five wishes worksheet which was basically like if i died today what would i regret and then you flip and you say i'm actually going to take action on this stuff now so one of the things i wrote down was i'm not following all my passion projects so i was like I don't really know what that means. I just know that I'm not going after all my passions. <laughs> so I was like, all right, shit, I got to figure out what my passions are, right? So then I wrote like a two to three page autobiography and I just circled the things where I was most energized, most happy. So I believe, you know, everybody's kind of got their own things that make them happy yeah. and energized. It's unique for everybody. And the overlapping of those things you can build your passion around, right? So I was I was like, all right, I'm gonna figure out what my passions are and then I'm gonna attack these things. And what I realized is, man, I, I just love getting people together. I've always been like the social chair of whatever organization I'm in. Um, I, so I know I love getting people together and I love personal development and I love business. So how do I tie all these things together it's like, well, let's have a big event in Tampa well, based around all this. <laughs> I love it. So that was the inception over the next couple of weeks. So basically, I wrote out my autobiography, kind of circled, and that's what I came up with. And Where did you come up with this exercise, by the way? Did you learn uh, what, from somewhere? Yeah, one of my mentors, Brody Kern, gave me something called the Five Wishes Worksheet. Okay. So he's he's been like a personal development, self-mastery mentor for me. Great guy. He's actually coming over. We're doing some business consulting for him uh, tomorrow. So he's flying to Tampa for that. That's cool. Um, yep. So, and then the eulogy I got from, uh, what is that book? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. I've done that two or three times. And then the autobiography. I was just like, I got to figure out what I like. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I, I kind of came up with that one on my own. I think mm-hmm. just, just started writing of from, you know, the first thing I could remember yeah, and kind of just circled the, the, the points where I felt most energized. Um, that's really cool. I like that. Again. Talk about, yeah. it's kind of went down a little rabbit hole, but yeah, that's how it happened. No, you're good. Where did, um, did you break from the business with your dad at that point? Oh, yeah, decided yeah, yeah. to go full okay. in social X or? Yeah. So after I did those exercises, the next couple of weeks, I was like, I got, I got to figure out how to, what I'm going to do with, with this knowledge of this is what I love to do, which I kind of already knew, but it's like, I identified it. I was like, all right, these are the things like, this is what I got to focus on. 
So I kept running Total Property Solutions uh, for like the next six months. And then I, about six months ago, I went full-time Social X. And a few months ago, I started spending just a few hours a week on 6.5 Capital, but about to, within the next month or so, kind of flip that and spend mm. most of my time with 6.5 Capital. I just hired a few more people for Social X and spend like five to 10 hours a week on Social X. Um, you know, a couple high level meetings, hiring, firing, stuff of that nature. Uh, just making sure that the team is, the right team is in place and empowering them to, to do their thing. Oh God, we can go into that. We had time. Yeah. What's, yeah the, what's the right team? God, there's, there's a, that's a very uh, 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 important conversation to a lot of things is, that we do. But yeah. Do you have any hesitations? I, I'm assuming not at this point, but had, have you ever had to get over relinquishing control or power to other people to do things on, on your behalf? Or has that always been something you've been okay with? I think it's something that I've, I've been okay with because. I know that's what it takes to build a substantial business. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can be an online marketer or something and just be like a one man show, but I don't think it's very common. Yeah. No. no, it's not. You still need other people. Yeah, man. We why always would, need why other would, people. Why would you want to do We're social animals. We need that's people. It. But it's then, true. but it's then fact. actually to scale, you actually need people. But it's like, a. Um, so here's the deal we're, we're running up on time. This has been a Amazing. fun and awesome conversation. It's great to get to know you, Justin. Um, Likewise. But we, we always wrap with one final question from your good sir, Rodney. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good setup. You caught me off guard. I'm trying uh, to get better at it. You know? Yeah, man. I'll just say before I ask it, thank you. Like, man, it, it, like I just love these conversations. Like, yeah. this is as much as we're doing this for other people and like for our guests and you, like we bring on that. Like, I get so much out of this. Like, like I mean, they, they say you teach, you teach what you need the most, right? Like it's similar to social X, right? Like you, you want to teach people what you need or needed, right? Uh-huh. Like at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a great point. Part of the reason I created social X was also for me. It's yeah. like how mm-hmm. to jump and learn from these super high level entrepreneurs that we bring in to, to, to help us teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I reach out? It's it's more about it's more about collecting the best information from people that are fifty yeah. hundred times more successful. Yeah. Than than any than me or anybody on my team is. So the last question, what would you leave our listeners with to ponder on to think about, like what what do you want to leave them with? Man, I think the biggest thing would would be you know do the deep work. Like if you're not aligned and you're not waking up happy and excited if you're not happy to to start you know getting after it on a monday morning do the deep work and it it can definitely be a long process and it's not easy and it takes a lot of thought and it does take a lot of energy so i think that's why people don't do it um because it's not just like a oh that's the answer you got to dig deep and man if you if you can identify what's going to make you happy and then go after that, I think that's that's the most important thing anyone could ever do for themselves. 